Hi, and welcome to the Bim Bim Podcast. We know that the Christian life can be hard to figure out, but we also believe that everyone should know the next step for making their spiritual life more important to them. I'm Pops. I'm Dave. I'm Bob. And I'm JJ. We're doing mm, the new blood is still here. He just moved at you. <laughs> JJ, come on. All right, lay it on us. We're doing a series called Sharing the Gospel. And today we want to talk about that lifestyle matters in sharing the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so as we're starting out, let's just back up. And Dave, why don't you reintroduce us to what is sharing the gospel or evangelism? Yeah, because having a lifestyle um, based on the gospel is definitely not meaning like go be a televangelist so you can have a million dollar house and three swimming pools. <laughs> that is not the lifestyle that we're talking about. I mean, the what lifestyle the of being an evangelist. But if the I, Lord I need, wants I, you to have it. I need more double-breasted suits if that's going to happen. More double-breasted flannels? Hey, that hey, is, that is, hey, oh, I know. Hey, you look good hey, in the suit. You hey, look really good. Hey. If you're, By the way, if you're not subscribing on YouTube right now, you need to watch for just to see Dad's suit. He is sharp as It is bright pink with neon blue stripes. You are Missing out. That's right. Get on this train. Bringing Elton John back in fashion. There we go. Um, Elton John on the Bin Man podcast. All right. So, what's an evangelist? Dave? What is an evangelist? What is an evangelist? Uh, so, per our last podcast, we were talking about um, evangelism by nef- definition, the gospel by definition. An evangelist is somebody who's sharing the good news. Is, is the person doing it? So, you have Ephesians four, where Paul writes that the Holy Spirit gives particular tailored gifts oftentimes to Christians to be evangelists, you know, as a call, as a directive, as a spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that all Christians shouldn't be, in fact, the opposite. Great Commission, Matthew 28, Christ commands all Christians to go and uh, and spread the good news. Which is helpful to me because when I hear the word evangelist, I cringe a little bit. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because there's just, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know about you. It's kind of a loaded word nowadays. Where it's like, like, what, like, like what comes to, the images that come to mind to me are not like really friendly person to person conversations. It's like some cheesy guy on TV asking for money. Some and right, so it's helpful to know right, like yeah. evangelism just comes to the gospel and we're all called yeah, to just do another it. Role. To, to, hey, I'm an evangelist. You're an evangelist. Like we need to be sharing the gospel. Right. And frankly, we're an evangelist about a lot of other things other than the gospel. Like, yeah. oh, oh sure. this new phone, it's amazing. But, Buy it. But so far we've used the word gospel twice. Mm. And so for folks who may not be familiar with that word, why don't you give us an overview. What is the gospel? Yeah, what is the gospel? Um, so for a longer treatment, um, zip back one episode and we kind of talked that whole episode about what is the gospel. But in short format, we've kind of mentioned that there's six points about what the Bible teaches about the good news. And that is one, sin. Um, everyone's sinful. You can't work your way to heaven. Um, second, God. Um, God hates sin, but he loves us and he sent Jesus for us. Third, Jesus' death. Um, So Jesus sacrificed himself in our place and for our sin on the cross. Fourth, Jesus' resurrection, that three days later, he rose again, proving he was God and proving God accepted his sacrifice. Fifth, salvation. Jesus is the only way to God for salvation. And sixth, faith. What do I do about it? I repent of my sins. I need to place my faith or my trust on Jesus for eternal life. So sin, God, Jesus' death, Jesus' resurrection, salvation, and faith. That's the gospel important, but how do we go about presenting that gospel to other persons? How can we go ahead and do that effectively? Joseph, kick us off with that. Thank you. So, I mean, as an evangelist, every Christian really should share the gospel with love. 
Huge. I mean, people respond to love much more than to ideas, mm-hmm. you know, and, and concepts. Yeah. So, you know, we, we read in Matthew twenty two thirty seven through 39, where Jesus said the greatest commandment was to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul and mind. And then the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. You know, I mean, these loving relationships, they are just powerful, powerful demonstrations to our um, non-Christians uh, of why we act the way we do. Right. Exactly. I right. mean, exactly. right. where's this coming from? Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, Jesus said in John 13, by all uh, by this, all people will know. I mean, they're going to know that you are my disciples if you have love um, for one another. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we don't have to hit people over the head, do we? No, I mean, absolutely not. You know, the, the I hope fa- we don't hit anybody over the right. Head well, no, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, especially when they need a lifeboat. You know, you don't need to hit somebody with an oar when they actually need That's right. a lifeboat. Right. Yeah, because yeah. because you know, we we all know, everyone knows that we've done wrong things yeah. and have struggled. Yeah. You know, I mean, and the second, you know, the second thing is so love, yeah. right? The second part is humbly. Mm-hmm. You know, first pretty first Peter three fifteen says that. It reminds us to constantly interact with non-Christians gently and humbly. Yeah. 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 Boy, that's and good. so, you know, Dave, um, obviously with love and humility, um, there's more to that, right? I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's the best possible foundation I can imagine for the approach you're bringing to these conversations because they're, they're going to be happening all the time, right? Yeah. Especially as on the podcast, we've talked about like our faith identity just being another way to call what our Christian faith is to the world, since the world, you know, I think increasingly understands and connects to like tribalism or like identity. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you know, I'm looking at this thinking, yeah, love, humility will lead you to be incredibly, what I'll say the third point is respectful in these conversations. Because yeah. here's the reality, and you've been saying this for forever. If you're coming into a conversation seeking um, to bludgeon somebody else or argue or bicker or whatever, at least personally, I'm not interested in that conversation. I got better things to do with my time. But Pops has always said, are you looking to shed more light than heat? Mm, and that always uh, seemed to work yeah. so well conceptually because I would hope that all Christians as well are seeking to have their minds opened. Are you just going in, la, 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 and then just trying to argue and bicker? Right. When has that ever worked for anybody? Sure. I don't know. A, sure. I literally don't know a single person right. of the faith who's like, you know what? You know how I became a Christian? JJ and I got coffee and I mean, his rhetoric was flawless and he had these three incredible analogies. Plus he like just out argued me, you know, and I used to be a hardcore atheist and he was just like, bang, bang, bang. You got a question. I got an answer. You got a question. I got an answer. And he gave me an equation. He zipped me an uh, Excel macro and I filled it in with all my beliefs. Right. Right, and his right. math was better than my math, and I was there. Yeah. I was like, bingo, bingo, bongo. Yeah, I mean, that happened never. Never. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so, so like, I just think that, for, yeah, transitioning from what you shared, JJ, is right to then say, like, meet people where they are, be, you know, practice your emotional intelligence, meet them at the appropriate place, but also come into this conversation with what I'd say four and fifth are, fourth urgency. The reality is we do not know the hour of Christ's return in the day of final judgment. And Paul drives the point home, you know, reminding us in 2 Corinthians 5 that we ought to be evangelizing with a sense of urgency so great because it's motivated by love for other people exactly. and us not wanting them to make an eternal mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of great writers on that concept I won't get into, but so that, so that sense of urgency really should fuel and motivate us with what I'd say the fifth point being is, uh, is our fearlessness. Mm. Yeah. 
so often I hear people say that they are timid to want to share the gospel, oh, yeah, sure. largely because it's like, uh, I don't feel like I have the skills. I mean, I remember talking with my wife and she's like, you know, sometimes I get a little bit um, like maybe hesitant because um, friends, family, whomever may have really good arguments or thoughts or research. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't always know how to answer. It's like, right. well, again, remember, you're, you're not there to convince anybody of anything. Right. You're not there to just come with the bigger bat of argument or body of research. Yeah. Not if you're doing it lovingly. Um, yeah. So where does that where does that come from? Because I feel the same thing. Like I feel timid. You know, well, I feel sheepish. It's two oh, things. Yeah, One. So how do you you're speaking to an, an anchor of eternal truth, which is the word in the eternally true God, and you're emboldened by the Holy Spirit. So think Ephesians 6, 19 through 20 reminds us that Paul wasn't ashamed to ask other believers to pray for him for courage when he was a prisoner in Rome, needing that encouragement to go and evangelize and share the gospel. And, and so if Paul's asking for it, how much more us? Yeah, I was just going to say. Asking for it. But then also us praying for others to, yeah. to have that fearlessness as well. Yeah. Right. yeah. Would you add anything, Bob? Yeah, I, I think so because like those are those are really helpful like in terms of the disposition of like what sh- what should my attitude be. I think another thing I think about is like we need to share the gospel clearly. So I was the like same we don't thing. need to just yeah. kind of like it's it's hard if you just stumble around and you're like I don't know like God is real and something about Jesus and okay now the you know the wrapped spring rolls have come so now I don't know what to say. Or list twenty nine like, verses when it's like. They don't even know what the Bible is. So it's like, mm-hmm. is that just moot? Right, right. So so whether like last episode was helpful in us cashing out the gospel in six points or whether you just have a verse or two that really crystallizes the gospel, I think doing it clearly is important um, because a lot of people, even our terms, you know, as a Christian, that kind of our like of sin or justification or even the idea of heaven, like all these things, you know, we're living in pretty post-Christian society if you're anywhere in the West and you might even need to define your terms, what do they sure, mean? So sure, sure. I just think about the idea of being clear when you share the gospel. Um, another one though I think of is being honest. Um, so this one can kind of, um, both in what the gospel is and about your own heart. So you need to be honest with the gospel that's saying like, hey, there's a huge problem here. Like accepting Jesus isn't just ice cream that's gonna make your life better. Like you and I are sinners. We're wrecked. We're evil on the inside and we deserve to be separated from God's presence forever. Right? That's yes. called hell, by the way. Like, so we got to be honest about the bad news, and we got to be honest about ourselves in terms of like, okay, I, I still mess up, but God is changing me, right? And I had to come to Jesus, and He had to change my life. Like, I didn't do this on my own. So I think honesty is important, and honesty about the fact that were you going to add about the prosperity gospel on that? Go ahead. Well, no, I mean you had already brought that up at the very beginning, but we really do need to overcome the issue that so many televangelists say, well, if you become a Christian, you're going to become prosperous. You're going to become prominent. Your life is going to be problem-free. Whip out that one infamous verse we all know from the Old Testament. And the reality is, when you become a Christian, oftentimes it's harder. That's right. Oh, yes. And you have to be honest. Yes. Go go ahead. Right. So, yeah, so don't don't preach a prosperity gospel. That is not the true gospel. Um, And then maybe the last observation I might think about is, like, witnessing courteously... If I can use that, like I know it sounds Do a curtsy. I know it sounds yeah, prim and proper, like from the <laughs> 1800s or something. But like, ask permission from your friend. Like, hey man, is it okay if we talk about some spiritual stuff? Like, I know you've been wrestling and struggling with this thing. Or I know you you're, you're not a Christian, but you asked me to pray for you about thing. Like, can we talk about this? Yeah, like, yeah. be courteous. Ask for their permission. Um, so you can say things like, hey man, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but are you okay if I discuss kind of a personal issue with you that has to do with my faith? You can say, hey, can I ask you a personal question? You know, like, do you have a faith commitment? 
Like, can you tell me about it? Um, you can ask things like, hey, we're going to pray. Like, this has been helpful for me. I love going out. I love going to restaurants. I drive my wife crazy because I always like to go to a different one instead of the same one. <laughs> so, drives are nuts. That's the only reason you drive her crazy? Uh, no, there are plenty more. Oh, okay, but okay. Just to be clear. You can even ask, like, the people who are hanging and, and serving you and doing a great job. Be like, hey, hey, friend, like, uh, you know, Cindy, we're going to pray before our meal. Like, we just do that. Like, they're going to see you praying. Like, is there something we can pray for you about? And it is such a gift to have people say, like, actually, yeah, my dad's got cancer right now. Or, no, hey, just pray that I have a good day and be able to bless them with a prayer. But be courteous. Yeah. And as a note, Pops has been doing this literally for the past 31 years of my life. Yeah. And it is yep. astonishing how many times it just, like, changes that person's disposition and they open up and then they connect. And especially when you go back to the same restaurant over and over, now Pops literally knows Every single server That's right. at the restaurant he and his friend go to on Saturday mornings. It's yeah. just like, oh, how's the thing with it? You know, yeah. and it's like this. Right. That's the gospel. Like, oh, you know, man. Living it, making Absolutely. a relationship. Dude, people be matter. And, that yeah. relation, sorry, you know, that, that, that relationship. Right? Yep. Build yep. A relationship. So how should we live? So, Dave, take it. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive back to a point said earlier, and we're going to hammer on this for a second. Faith identity, right? We live in a time where there's a pretty socially divisive philosophy surrounding, you know, uh, identity politics. So where we as a society living in a postmodern and post-truth um, sort of cultural narrative, set of narratives simultaneously have brought us to a point where it's really hard not to engage with the world around us. And I almost feel like you have to come out with a laundry list of like the things that I am and am not, right? Um, I remember talking to a client once and literally at the start of the conversation was a list of like 12 or so things like I am this thing. I am not this thing. Mm. And it was just like the anchor point for the rest of the conversation. I went, but I don't even know you like I and didn't really have an impact on the conversation. It was just odd though, but that's where we are as a society. Mm. And I think that oftentimes we as Christians want to overly compartmentalize yeah. where we should be re resisting and reject just overly simplistic categorizations or compartmentalizations of humans, of cultural beliefs, and certainly of Christianity. And so by that I mean Christianity offers an all-encompassing worldview. Mm -hmm. That's right. Absolutely. And so in, in a sense, when we start talking about faith identity, what it means is no longer to be leading into these conversations apologetically and scared, like, oh no, you're going to bicker at me, and we're coming to this table, non-Christian friend, assuming that you're right and I have to prove myself to you, vice versa. The Christian faith has a cohesion and a uniformity unlike any worldview period. So it's quite the opposite. You need to prove to me, you need to explain to me, you need to meet me as well in this pursuit of truth commonly so that, you know, as my faith identity informs what I believe and say, equally, I want to receive that from you. Um, mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean that people haven't been hurt by the church. It doesn't mean that non-Christians right. don't have valid reasons to believe what they believe or where they're at. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, per all these points we said in this whole episode about disposition and why we should be sensitive, confident, courageous, urgent, courteous, etc., is because you're dealing with real humans and real people. And just to be candid, if you as a Christian listening to this or us did not have faith, we'd be in the exact same boat. How would we want to be treated? Mm -hmm. I, would, I wouldn't want to be condescended to or, you know. When, when, we ta when we talk about this, you use a phrase that I love. You say that as a Christian family, and I'm using the big C, we have unity in Christ, but we have a wide diversity in the robust 
family of God. You know, we have a unity in believing in who Jesus Christ is and what the core beliefs are, but the diversity of believers just blows away everything else. It it is. It's a wonderful. So anyway, Joseph, why don't you go ahead and give us kind of an idea of what does a Christ-like life look like? Sure. So it's, it's really about our lifestyle. I mean, this is the fifth gospel. How we live our life. I mean, that's what says a lot about the authenticity of our faith. Yeah, I for mean, sure. The world's watching. You practice what you preach. I mean, the world's watching, man. Yeah, the yeah, world is watching yeah. to see if we live consistently with what we preach, right? I mean, our lives should really reflect certain characteristics. Okay, so I'll, I'll go through four of these here. So, obedience, sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, integrity, and then courageously. Right. Oh man, double click into yeah. those. Wait Come till on. I get to courageous in a minute here Come for a second. All right, so let's start with obedience. So we, we so we read in John 14, 15 where uh Jesus said, If you love me, you will what? You'll keep my commandments. I mean obedience. I mean yeah. this, Are you the Christian actually doing the thing? Right. I mean if saying? you love me, you're gonna do it. Yeah, we argued with me about that thing at lunch, but then I see you doing the exact opposite. Exactly. You know, two days later. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So, you know, obedience. Second thing is sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Right, so according to Acts one eight, Jesus wants his disciples to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Right, so we have obedience, sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. The third thing is integrity. I mean, we read in Matthew five where Jesus tells Christians to what? let our light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, but then give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You know, I mean, that's I mean, that is really the integrity part. And then lastly, here's courageously. So Paul in 2 Corinthians 11 says we are to face persecution, hardship, and danger bravely. I mean, that's the courageously, not, you know, timid and fearful. Um, but, I mean, he, he, it's going to happen. Yeah. Persecution, hardship, it's going to happen. And danger, you know. Yeah. If and, I can just interject something sure. really quick. So I think lifestyle evangelism is essential. Yes. But I think you all know what I'm going to say. We need to live what we speak. But the point is, as with apologetics, as with living a lifestyle evangelism, we still have to verbally share the gospel. Right. Where it's Absolutely. not actual evangelism. It's not actual gospel. It's not evangelism right. until right. we share it. It's not technically Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Pops. I can't read this. <laughs> well, actually, I can read the gospel. That actually goes. He's written a lot of gospel. Okay, let's... let's, let's <laughs> the rest of us. Okay, yes. so we come to that part of the program where I do need to ask, so what? What have we learned about the lifestyle of someone who shares the gospel well? Yeah. What do you think, Dave? Um, I think it's pretty simple. Make... Be a genuine human. Yeah. Make genuine relationships. Mm-hmm. Care about people. Have emotional intelligence. Be authentic. Um, meet people where they're coming from. I, again, I, I think even when you read Paul, you see that the longer his writings go, like chronologically, you see that he recognizes more and more his own sinfulness. Like he goes from, I'm the least of all disciples to the least of all men to the least of all sinners to the least of all. It's like, oh my gosh, like that's kind of what. I think progressive sanctification looks like yeah. so when you're a human you're making relationships you're having conversations remember nobody cares what you know or how much you know until they know how much you care yeah 
I'm not going to open my ears by somebody bludgeoning me with something. Somebody comes up to me at the gym and is like, here's a million reasons why your squat form stinks. It's like, dude, I don't even know you. Like, first of all, <laughs> what's going on? What attitudes do you have? Why? Like, You're like, nah. geez, JJ, back off. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for no thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, come on. Um, so you're making these relationships, you're being authentic, you're meeting them where they are, and you're, you're, you're inflecting on and stressing God's love for that person because he loves everyone. Full stop. Not, not just Christian, not just not Christian. We are all his creation. He loves us all equally. And when you're having these conversations, be appropriate, be respectful, ask per, for permission, and, and, and get to the gospel, but make sure that you're doing it intentionally, kindly, graciously. And then to our point, lifestyle evangelism, faith identity, live that thing. Yeah. Live it faithfully. Well, we come to that point where I need you to give us a call to action. Okay. So what should be their next step? Yeah. So what's your next step? Pick an area. Pick an area to emphasize. Like we've talked about a bunch of them and you can tell a lot of this comes from personal experience. Um, I don't know about you guys, but and places pain. where I, yeah, pain, I was going to say of, of where we failed. <laughs> That's right. Um, Danger, hardship, right? right. Yeah, I right. just am like, okay, I'm basically convicted about every one of these. So I got to do the same thing this week, right? Pick an area, pick an area to emphasize. And what of these areas do you want to ask God will help you with? So maybe it was love, right? And you say, man, God, would you just give me real love? Like for the men, for the women who are in my life who don't believe in you yet. Um, maybe even a specific person who's hard for you to love. Or maybe it's honesty, right? God, would you help me to be honest? Like I don't have to be fake. I can be real. I can let others know that following Jesus is both hard and the most important thing they could ever do. Um, and their only power in life. Or maybe it's urgency, right? God, would you just help me to feel the urgency of the gospel? Like I've been pretty lazy um, and I want you to give me a sense of what really matters now and what really matters in eternity. And would you just start opening doors for me to be able to love and tell the gospel with people and help speak into their spiritual lives? Um, let us know. Let us know here on the comments. Let us know in socials what area you're praying about, which area you've picked, and we'll work on that same thing ourselves. Great. Thank you guys. And thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bim In Podcast. We know that the Christian life is hard to figure out, but we also believe that everyone should know the next step for making their spiritual life more important to them. Bim Min is a resource ministry dedicated to helping you discover those next steps. Yeah, so please check out the show notes as well as other resources and episodes on binmin.org. If you're watching here on YouTube, make sure to hit that you know, cute little thumb button and then the big red rectangle that says subscribe, subscribe, do that. Uh, and then you'll be notified when new content comes out if, uh, if this connected with you. Uh, we also have a newsletter and a lot of other great resources on social media. So engage with us there because we're putting a lot of content out there and it's been incredible to see kind of how you all have received that and, and, and uh, responded to it. So thank you for spending the time here, whether by podcast or video or whatnot. And we'll look forward to the next one. God bless.